You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Awesome. Such a privilege to be here. And uh, gosh, what great worship. I could have just kept going for another hour. That was just warming up. That was awesome. So, so good. God's going to do some good things in your life tonight. And uh, let's be open to all that he has. I love your pastors. You know what I love the best about them? I love pastors that aren't like pastors. You know, you, you no, anybody out in the street would have no idea that these guys are pastoring this huge church. And uh, I was in <coughs> Vietnam with uh, Pastor Steve one time, and I needed a haircut. So I went in and, and got a haircut, and Steve was with me, and because he, he, he just went and sat on a stool in the corner. But, you know, he looked so cool. You know, and uh, anyway, one guy was doing my hair and the other guy had nothing to do. So he went up to Pastor Steve and tried to sell him drugs. <laughs> That's cool, eh? <laughs> Man, they didn't come and ask me. I was really peeved. I thought, whoa, could have made it. It was so good. God is great. Hey, <laughs> eh? He didn't buy them. I don't know. I didn't actually see that. <laughs> <laughs> Anything is like, no, no, he didn't. I want to talk tonight, I've called it Designed to Withstand. And, you know, the call of God is just amazing. It always just blows me away that, you know, God calls every single one of us. There's not anybody that God hasn't chosen and has a purpose uh, to fulfill in their life. Jesus said to his disciples, he said, you did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you <coughs> that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. You know, when God chooses you and appoints you, he doesn't appoint you to disappoint you. He's got, he's gonna, wants to fulfill your life. He wants you to find a person, a reason for living that can touch people's lives. <coughs> you know, when God called Moses, and most of you know the story of the burning bush, just imagine that's the burning bush that where Moses was uh, fascinated by and drawn to and because the bush was burning, but the leaves were still green. The bush itself wasn't burning. It was, just, it was just the flames and the fire that was happening. What Moses didn't realize, he was really looking at his future. That's what his life was going to be like. And God called him and said, you know, I'm going to send you to Pharaoh. I'm going to... Uh, give this mammoth task to you. And, um, and there were all sorts of things, the challenges that Moses was going to face from Pharaoh, from his own people, criticisms, negative things, all of those things that he had to go through to fulfill the call of God on his life. But you know what God was saying to him? That you are not going to be consumed. You're not going to be worn out. You're not going to be worn down. Opposition might come, but I'm going to give you the strength to see through uh, the difficulties and the opposition that comes. And God's calling is like that. You know, God gives us supernatural strength to do more than we can just do naturally. You know, you might be studying, you might be working or whatever, but there's always an edge about the gift of God and the call of God and how you can use it. But there are opportunities abound inside church to reach out and to use your giftings. I really encourage you, you know, to take hold of what God has spoken to you about 
and pursue his calling and, and his way in your life. From, you know, the place of receiving a call from God and functioning in your calling, you're going to hit road bumps at times. Yeah. You're going to hit some roadworks, roads blockages, dead ends. Uh, they will happen in life. You know, there are times in our life when the pressures seem too much. You know, sometimes for some of us it could be people, for others it's leadership issues, it could be a loss that we've had to face or an illness we've gone through, it could be uncertainty about the future or even being afraid of what the future might hold uh, for your life. Financial pressures, relationships, study not going well. Maybe you're just not being treated right. You know, when we face things like that, how do we uh, continue on and work through those difficulties that we face? Because all of us face them. Paul said this. He said the temptations or the tests of your life are no different from that what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted or tested, he will show you a way so that you can endure it. Paul is saying here is that God will not allow more pressure to come onto your life than you can handle with his help and with his strength. But God does allow weight and pressure to come to us to show us the strength we have, to bring out the character that he has put there within us, to test your love, your ability to forgive, your leadership giftings, the ability to trust God for the situation that you're facing in. All of these things are there to test us, to strengthen us, uh, to prepare uh, for our future. You are designed to withstand. You know, when an architect designs a high-rise building, <coughs> you know, he puts a lot of work in the background to making it happen. He doesn't just design the windows, the entranceway, the colors outside. You know, it's, all of those things are important, but they're no use at all if he hasn't put the strength into the structure, the foundations, the things that will hold that building uh, up in place. And so he has to assess the weights that will go on every floor. There's, you know, what sort of uh, ground it's being built in, all of those things. If you're designing a building for uh, Wellington, for instance, there's a high risk of earthquakes. And um, so they've got to make allowances for that. But if they built the same building and put it in Brisbane, you know, where they don't have earthquakes, then the specifications are different for, for what's needed there. <coughs> I was in uh, Flagstaff one year in the US, and uh, we stayed in this hotel, and uh, our room was up, up the top, and, and it actually jutted out from the roof. And we noticed the roof uh, was really steep in the hotel, but the other thing that was interesting uh, with the roof, there were these electric cables uh, all over the roof. It's a bit like if you had Christmas lights, but there were no Christmas lights. So I asked the guy downstairs, you know, what, what's, what's the point of, of your electric cables? And he said, oh, in winter we get heavy snow here, and that's why the roof is like it is, it's steep as it is. But those cables are heating cables. And so when it snows, that's switched on, and the snow melts and runs away. You know, there are all sorts of different things that have to be, an architect has to put into place in the design of a building, <coughs> wherever they're building it. You know, they don't, don't wait until the pressure comes on 
to see what's needed in the beams. It's all calculated ahead of time and put into place. Now the good news for you in your life is this, is that your architect is God, the Most High God. You know, God not only designed the solar systems and this great world that we live in and everything, the beauty of it, the majesty, the mountains and everything else that we have uh, so much of, but he designed you and he designed you with a purpose. He designed you knowing who you are. He knew the life that you would live. He knew the people that would be close to you, people that you would influence, and people who would influence you. You know, David, looking back over his life in Psalm 139, said this. He said, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me when I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Now listen to this. Every day in my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before one single day had passed. That's incredible. But that's your God. Your God knows everything about you. You know, sometimes we can think we're going through a tough time that God doesn't know or, or he's not there or what's going on. God is always there. He's with you. And it's just looking to him and trusting him in the situation. You know, God calculated every situation that you would face, every circumstance, every person who would affect or influence you, every hurt you would go through, every loss, every celebration, every injustice, every mistake you would ever make. And he made your beams big enough and your structure strong enough. Now, when I'm talking about beams and structure, I'm not talking about the width of your shoulders or the size of your butt. I'm talking about what God's put in you. And it's inside you. That's determination. There's love that's in your life. Courage, heart, stamina, forgiveness. You are designed to withstand the storms, to outwit the negatives and outlast the opposition, to endure until the dream comes to pass. You know, that's you, chosen by God, with a purpose for you to fulfill and with his help to accomplish it. Now, I, a friend of mine was, um, he bought a church, he bought a supermarket to uh, build to, for his new church. And so he used the supermarket building itself as the auditorium. They uh, excavated it, did all sorts of things. But of course, they needed administration rooms, rooms for the kids, and uh, they had to build that over a part of the car park. So because they were using the car park, they also had to um, make car parks parking available as well. So they designed five levels of, ad of this, of administration and, uh, you know, for kids' programs, things like that, adjoining the, um, the supermarket. And, uh, but, you know, he had an eye for the future. And he said, this church is going to grow. We're going to need more than those five levels that are going up now. Yeah. And so when the architect did the drawings, they made the structure that it could take 10 stories right. so that in the future, if they want to put one level or two level, then they were prepared to carry the weight. Right. <clears throat> now the thing is this, that when it was 
five levels high, it, was, it looked complete. You know, anybody looking at it from the outside would say, wow, what a fantastic job, and, and, and that would be it. It was only if you saw the plans that you knew that there was more going on uh, in the future in this. And it's the same for your life. You know, your life, wherever you're at now, you know, people like to put us in boxes. Have you noticed that? They sort of like, you know, once you're doing, you know, one role or, or one job or, you, or, or whatever, you know, you might be doing in life, people sort of think, well, that, they, they can say, well, that's the sort of level that you're going to reach. You know, that's the limit of your giftings and your abilities. But it's not like that at all. You know, when um, Saul was rejected by God as the king of Israel, <coughs> God said to Samuel, go to Jesse and uh, one of his sons, you're going to anoint them uh, with oil and uh, he's going to be the next king. And so Samuel went there and, and Jesse brought his boys in. When he, he saw the first one, Samuel saw the first one, he said, this is, this is the one, obviously. And, uh, but God said to him, he said, no, I've rejected him. You know, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Now, here's the thing with David. David wasn't even invited. His father and mother didn't think that he, he would measure up to anything particularly, nor did his brothers. He had to be brought out of the sheep pen to come to the feast before he could be anointed. When he came in, God said to Samuel, this is the one. Samuel wouldn't have chosen him either. But it was just that God looks at the heart. And that's what you've got to understand about your life. The potential in your life isn't just what you're doing now. It's what has God placed in there. What are the gifts and the abilities? What are the things that when he breathes upon it, suddenly, you know, you can reach out and you can do so much more. You know, all of us can be uh, encouragers. We can be life givers to so many people just by allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us and through his word working uh, in and through us to touch other people's lives. <clears throat> you know, the thing is this, when increase comes, then more responsibility, more pressure does come, but not in a bad sense. You know, when you start moving in, into your gifting, into the calling of God, you find the pressure that comes upon you makes you stretch. It makes you grow, makes you release faith believe for something bigger. You take on more challenges, not just difficulties, but opportunities for promotion um, and increasing your ministry. You know, when I look back over, Maggie, my life and ministry and all the way that, that God led us and did different things for us, you know, there were many times when there were critical times where, you know, because of the pressures, could have easily stepped back or given up or just moved over for somebody else to do uh, whatever we were feeling to do at the time. We started off just with a small church, just, it was really just a, a life group, a small group. And, um, but God gave the increase, and so we went into one church building, and then God gave more people. I was working full-time. I mean, when, for three years I worked full-time as we were planning the first church. So all sorts of pressures were happening. Our family was growing. We end up with, we had four children uh, during that season. And so, you know, as different pressures come on, you, you've got to find a way of handling it. You've, you've got to be able to 
hear what God is saying and sense his calling and his leading. Because we can do, you can do everything that God wants you to do. You know, that's where your strength will come, when you're trusting him and he is leading you and leading you on. And it's no different whether it's to do with family or career or starting up a business, uh, dealing with property, all sorts of things. You know, when I come in, you have to learn all sorts of things about dealing with property and different things about working with other people and delegation. Those things that make a difference. You know, the Apostle Paul, when you look at his life, he had all sorts of opposition. You know, in church and out of church, seemed like everywhere he went, he, he either had a riot or a revival. Well, most, in a lot of places, he had both. And, uh, but this is what Paul said. The thing is, he could have lived under pressure and be overwhelmed. But he said, we have this treasure in jars of clay. Isn't that awesome? Wow. To show that the all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. We are perplexed. What he's saying is we don't actually know everything, what to do, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. He was saying you were designed to withstand. You know, what are the keys that I found? And, and I want to say this. You know, the keys that God gives all of us, they're not hard to understand. They are simple, but they take a commitment to do it and to continue to do it regularly. And if you don't do it regularly, then you just start to lose your way and lose the strength and lose the ability to uh, work under pressure. The thing is this, the, the difficulties come when the pressure is on. You know, when our energy level is low, for whatever reason, it might be an illness or it might just be uh, what we're going through. You're confused. You know, there's issues with your family, your work, study, business, whatever it might be. The thing that I found, the first thing is this, is that to be still and trust Jesus. Psalm 46 says, be still and know that I am God. You know, some people will tell you, well, just go and pray about it sort it out. I found if you can't still your mind, then it's hard to be able to pray into a situation. You know, it's getting the stuff out of your mind. And the thing is this, you know, the devil can't stop you uh, doing what God wants you to do, but he will certainly try to cause you to be frustrated or to be confused. He'll use people, you know, drama people that will take your attention so that you're not getting time to just sort out whatever you're going through, whatever you're thinking of at the time, or controlling people that will, they want you to make a decision as long as it's the one they want you to make, and they want you to do it, to do it now. Peter said this in uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, he said, the end of all things is near. He said, you must be self-controlled and alert to be able to pray. And, you know, in the days we're living in, we need to be a people that know what it is to be able to still our mind. I found that God doesn't yell instructions to me. It's a still, small voice. And I've got to quieten down to be able to hear him. Second is this. Surround yourselves with great worship. We'll just come to church. This is awesome. What a great night we've had. But God was... Uh, prophesying over Israel 
and, and he said, I'm going to give you expansion. You're going to grow out to the right, to the left, and, and I'm, I'm with you, and you're going to prosper. But the first line, the first thing he said was this. He said, sing, burst into song, and shout for joy. You know, sometimes that's what you've got to do. You've just got to get somewhere where you can do it. You can't uh, do it everywhere, but you've got you to have a place where you can just let go and let God. And the great thing today is, you know, we have devices that can do all the work for us. You know, we can hear the best worship that there is. You can have Bible reading without, without reading. You know, read it to you. All the work can be done for us. It's so easy in today's world. But you've still got to do it. It's the discipline of making the choice and the option of bringing that into your situation. The king came to the prophet Elisha. He wanted instructions, wisdom about what to do. But Elisha, even the great prophet Elisha, couldn't get anything. And what did he say? He said, go and bring someone who can play a guitar. Or the harp, he said, but you know what I mean. It's the same, or keyboards. And said, when, when the harp was being played, the power of the Lord came upon Elisha. You know, I don't know how many times I've been in meetings like this or I've been in conferences and there's been worship happening and, you know, the presence of God comes and it unleashes the prophetic. It unleashes the gifts of God. You know, and God can change and transform a life. I don't know how many times I've been, you know, we've been at critical points where through the prophetic God has shown direction and given us a path that we needed to follow. And my third point is simply this, reinforce all your habits daily. Do it regularly. David said in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and I wait expectantly. Do you expect God to answer your prayers? Do you expect him, you know, to break through? And, you know, sometimes we just need to pray bigger prayers, give, give God room to prove himself uh, for us. But I find personally that if I don't spend time in the morning, then that affects my whole day. Now, for me, my lifestyle at the moment, that's easy. But, you know, it's been a, a life habit. I used to do that uh, all the way through my life, getting into the Word uh, whenever opportunity I had to make it ha happen. The reality is this. We're in a spiritual battle. You know, the Word of God is a two-edged sword. It's for your defense it's for your attack, and it, you know, gives you uh, the winning, you're on the winning side. That's what's so important to understand that with God, you know, you're always a winner. And this is the other thing about prayer and, uh, you know, the responsibility for prayer to happen in your life and for answers to come. You know, it doesn't rest with your pastor. It doesn't rest with your small group leader. It doesn't rest with your counselor doesn't rest with, with your mentor. And all of these people are important and they're great, but the responsibility is yours. You know, Jude said this, you know, pray in the Holy Spirit. And it's up to us to maintain and to get in there and get everything that God has for us because God's plans for us are good. And this is the other thing that you find as you go through different trials and overcome different obstacles you find that when, you know, the pressure eases, you, you hit a point where things ease off and you realize 
that actually the situation hasn't changed a whole lot, but you've changed on the inside. And that's where God wants you to be. He wants you to be somebody who's going to be strong for yourself, for your family, for your friends, for your mates, and to be able to uh, make a difference in people's lives. And Isaiah 41 says, He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. You know, God has designed you to withstand any storm that comes your way. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.